Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. That's right, guys. We are turning it up here again on the Pigskin Chance Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gonzalez, and you can find me at Twitter at pigskin underscore Jay Gonzo. Sitting across from me is my co-host and my best friend, Derek Bordeaux. What's up? You can find him on Twitter at pigskin underscore DRock. Derek, how you doing tonight, man? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Love Bro, talking it's another day talking about fantasy football, man. Damn right. Alright guys, we are going to get into another episode of Chumps or Champs. We're going coast to coast today guys. We're going AFC West and AFC East. You ready to break it down, Derek? I am ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it, man. Let's get to it. Will you teach me to football? Sure, we'll teach you to football, won't we, caretaker? Hey, I'll teach you anything. Just don't eat me. Uh. I think that was a live press conference from Adam Gase last week year. <laughs> Uh, trying to learn how to play some football, man, because uh, that guy does not know what he's doing. Will you teach me to football? Dang, man, that dude, I swear to God, that guy was rough every time you watch a press conference. I'm going to miss him doing smelling salts on the sidelines. <laughs> that was so hey, great. We you, got, we're about to have Adam Did you, did you watch too, him bro. doing smelling salts on the sidelines? No. <laughs> you got to see that video, man. It's It's hilarious. All right, man. So the first team we are going to get into tonight is the uh, none other than the second team that drafted this year in the New York Jets. So the Jets finished with overall record of 2-14. They were supposed to have the number one pick. Supposed to. They couldn't even do that. They <laughs> lost at losing. I don't know how you can do that, but they lost at losing. They were suppo- They had the lead on Jacksonville. They just didn't have to win a game. <laughs> All you had to do was lose. You can't not not win. And That's Adam Gase's specialty is losing. And they couldn't even do that. All right. So let's talk about a little bit of stuff that they did over the offseason, man. Uh, so big names that they brought in on the offensive side. Obviously, they drafted Zach Wilson at number two. They uh, brought in a offensive tackle. I believe they traded up in the draft uh, to number 14. And they went ahead and took Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, they also took a wide receiver in Elijah Moore and also a running back in Michael Carter. Uh, I believe that they had a decent draft. They, I think they did enough on offense to help them out. And on free agency signings, they brought in a Corey Davis. They also brought in Keelan Cole. You know, they brought in a couple defensive guys to help them out. Uh, Carl Lawson being the biggest name that they signed for the biggest money. They also brought in a Sheldon Rankins, you know, so that defense looks like they're going to, you know, be a little bit better up front, at least down in the trenches. Now, let's talk a little bit about their fantasy outlook for 2021. Derek, let me know how you feel about them. If you're going to label them a chump or a champ, man. Well, if you just take a look at the overall production from last year, right? I mean, I, I know the situation is different this year, but still, if you look at their production last year, they were last in the league in points for points scored 243 points scored that's 32nd in the league okay then you look over at like passing yards they're second worst passing touchdowns bottom five rushing yards like bottom bottom 10 like they were they were a bad team last year i mean two and 14 obviously so 
I mean, what's their fantasy outlook is going to be now what they did add a new head coach, new offense coordinator. They added some new pieces. So the offense will look different this year, but I don't know, man, I have them labeled as a chump, but it's close. Okay. I think it really depends on is Mike LaFleur a good play caller? If he is, I think this offense has some decent pieces and some a little bit of upside. And now I don't think there's any there's going to be anybody that'll break the top probably probably won't break the top 24 as far as like running back scoring or receiver scoring. So you're looking at, you know, wide receiver and running back threes. I don't think the quarterback is going to be in a top 15 guy. I don't think Zach Wilson is capable of that year 1. But you could have some streamers in this offense, but I'm going to label them a chump because their offense was terrible last year. It's going to first year of, you know, with Michael Fuller calling plays, first year head coach, rookie quarterback, rookie running back. I mean, their most tenured running back is LaMichael Pirine. Now, I love me some LaMichael Pirine, but I mean, there really isn't an offensive stud on this team yet. And maybe they drafted him. Maybe it is Michael Carter, but, you know. Well, it's interesting that you brought up Michael Carter because that was a name that I was actually going to bring up as a sneaky play in 2021 redraft. We don't know how this depth chart is going to lay out uh, for the New York Jets, but I will say this, uh, Michael Carter, if they're if they are planning on using, because a lot of people are, are acting like they're going to bring the San Francisco play calling system over to New York. Now, you can bring them Kyle Han Kyle Shanahan system, but you can't bring Kyle Shanahan. I don't. Right. I don't know how this. And that's this why is I said, work. is Michael Floor a good play? Exactly. Caller? So you you can't. For me, they're they're going to be labeled a chump, but I I don't think they're bottom three in all these categories again. You know, like, no, and that's why dude, I said they it's only close. they it's, only it's passed close. the ball. They only had uh, four hundred ninety nine passing attempts. They only had two hundred ninety two completions. Okay, so and with 16 TDs, I, I believe that's going to go up a little bit. I think that their defense, especially on the secondary, is not that strong. I think that they're going to get ex- exposed, and I think they're going to get everything out of their rookie quarterback that they want. They're going to learn real quick what they got in Zach Wilson, and I think he has the the weapons around him to succeed more than they did for Sam Donald in New York. Yeah. You know? I mean, yes, so, they, they brought in other guys that are better than what Sam Donald was working with last year. Yes. So for me, uh, Zach Wilson, it's it's up to him on how well this offense runs. Also, you know, play calling and stuff like that. But the play of Zach Wilson and how ready he is, because that's a big, the, been the biggest knock on him, even though he's drafted number two. He played at BYU. He didn't play the strongest, you know, competition. So uh, Over- I'm going to... Over under, do you think Zach Wilson throws for three thousand yards? Over under, I'm gonna go over because of the defense. Okay, I think that they're gonna. I think the the play calling is gonna be similar, but I think there's gonna be a lot of you know that short yardage uh, throws that they're just maybe can break something or whatever. Like mm-hmm. Michael Carter is a very good receiving back out of the backfield, so I, I you know that's the PPR bump for Michael Carter. If he's in the top of that depth chart, it's gonna be pretty nice, man. Yeah, I mean, last year they were 32nd in the league in third down conversion percentage, which is terrible, yeah. absolutely terrible. So, like, they couldn't sustain drives, and I think a big part of that is the fact that they couldn't run the ball either. You look at their uh, rushing stats, and they only had nine rushing touchdowns. They had um, yeah, just nine rushing touchdowns. 
I think that that number goes up more than the passing number goes up. So uh, they were dead last in total offense. Yeah, they're they're last in, in total offense. Yeah. So I, you know, I I think we're both in consideration. I think they have the poise depending on how their leader in the quarterback position plays mm -hmm. to be champs. But I believe they're both chumps right now. I need to be proven otherwise. Right. So like, you know, when we talk about this, let's just remind everybody first, uh, when we talk chumps or champs, we're saying if you're a chump, if we're labeling you as a chump, right? If we're labeling the Jets as a chump, we're saying that the fantasy options in this offense are not going to help you win championships. Right? Like we're not, we're not talking about them winning Super Bowls. We're talking about fantasy football. Can Corey Davis, Michael Carter, Zach Wilson, can they contribute to you winning a fantasy championship? And as of right now, I don't think so. I think that, you know, year one, it's just going to be, it's going to be tough, but it's close because they could be good. This could be a sneaky good offense, especially 2022, but we're talking 2021 redraft and I just don't see it yet. They're, I mean, the last thing I'm going to put here for the Jets is their best fantasy finish was Jamison Crowder, wide receiver 40. Ouch. So... All right, we're going to move on, guys. We're going to go ahead and cover the New England Patriots now. Uh, they, you know, they had a decent year to start the year, and then I feel like it just went downhill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they had a really competitive game with the uh, Seahawks right in the beginning of the year, and everyone was like, "Man, this Patriots team might be for real." You know, Cam Newton was playing really good. Uh, you know, it was week two, man. They they lost by five points at you know at Seattle. That was a tough game. And, you know, they entered their week five by week, uh, sitting at two and two. So I mean not a terrible record, but I mean they were okay. Yeah. And I mean they uh, he threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns last year mm -hmm. in Cam Newton. You know, he ran, you know, he was also a runner. He's, I think, trying to do his old stuff, and I, I don't know how that's going to work. But they did went, they went out and got them a top – with their top 15 pick, they got Mac Jones. Yeah. You know, so they did get them a quarterback of the future. Uh, definitely, it's kind of funny, all the memes going around with the whole – uh, Tom Brady, Mac Jones, picture, like draft picture, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely <laughs> got that dad bod going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, dude. It's pretty funny. But the New England Patriots, they this was a team that you just heard them as soon as free agency opened up. They were signing everybody. They were giving yeah. you you a deal, you a deal, and you another deal. Uh, so they went out, they got them two tight ends, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry. Both uh, John got a four-year deal, Hunter Henry got a three-year deal. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, they brought in. They went out and got Kendrick. Aguilar Bourne. got paid big time. Yeah, for you know, as compared to the rest of the free agent class for wide receivers, he got paid handsomely. Yes, and you know, I'm just I just want to interject some some stats right here. Their passing game was terrible: 31st in attempts, 30th in yards, 31st in touchdowns, 23rd in interceptions. They were terrible. Their rushing attack, though, top five, third in third in attempts. Fourth in rushing yards, six in rushing touchdowns, eight in yards per attempt. They were a really good rushing offense. So uh, there's no question they needed to add pass catchers. Oh, for sure. And especially if you're going to transition to the Mac Jones era, yeah, uh, you definitely need some better pass catchers to help them out. I think that for me, these guys are labeled chumps as well. I don't think there is going to be 
a high enough fantasy finish for you to be week in, week out. You can lock them into your starting lineup. You know, I think that you're going to have some streamers. You're going to have, you know, maybe if a injury happens in the backfield, because right now that backfield's deep. They signed James White again in free agency. They still have Damian Harris. They have Sony Michelle. You know, so Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, they drafted. They drafted Ramondre Stevenson. I and then last year Jacoby Myers was their best wide receiver for fantasy football, and he finished at wide receiver fifty four. Mm-hmm. You know, so it. It's just I, I have to see what happens. Cam Newton looked really good to start the year, fell off as soon as he got COVID and all that stuff went down. But are they going to let Cam run the whole offense all year and let Mac Jones sit, or are they going to try to interject him into the season? The only thing is they do have a late bye week in yeah. the season, you know, very late bye week. So I don't know what's going to happen and how they're going to game plan that. I kind of so here's here's my I I agree I think they're a chump for uh, 2021. Now I think they're going to be a very good football team. Let's not get this twisted around. They have a, an elite defense. That defense is always going to be. They good. still have Bill Belichick. They don't have Tom Brady, but they're going to try to win like they did last year with defense and running the football. Now their defense wasn't as great last year because they had a lot of opt outs, but they get all those guys. They get majority of those guys back. Man. I would love to invest in the rushing attack from this team because they are top five, a top five rushing team. The problem is you never know who's going to get the work. It could be Damian Harris one week. It could be Sony Michelle. It could be Ramondre Stevenson. It could be Cam Newton. Every single game, no matter who's getting the ball, all the goal line touches go to Cam Newton. So, and then if you want to start Cam Newton, he's not throwing the ball that well or that efficiently. So he's not offering you you know, the passing production that maybe Lamar Jackson would or a Kyler Murray would or a Josh Allen would. So it's very hard for me to see a player in this offense really helping you win a title or helping you reach the playoffs because there's not going to be a reliable guy. Yeah, that's why I was like, barring injury, I mean, I really don't want any mm-hmm. part of this running back. If I do, I'm going to take my shot on Damian Harris. Yes. Uh, that's the guy that I would want, but I wouldn't be safe. I wouldn't feel comfortable if that's like my RB2. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not trying to go out of my way to get yes. Damian Harris. If he falls to me at, you know, a decent value, I would take him. I just, I don't, I just, I'm not confident in him. You know, like I, I love him as a player, but I don't, I just don't see him getting the commitment from the coaching staff to carry me all season long. Like he's not the, He's not a Chris Carson. He's not a, you know, Christian McCaffrey. He's not a Dalvin Cook. He's not one of those guys. He's I just wish there was less running backs on this roster. I wish that the play callers, I wish Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick would just give the ball to one guy. If they did that, it would make life so much easier. But they don't. So it's hard to label them a champ, even though they could be a very good football team. Absolutely, man. Um, all right, dude. We are going to move on to my Miami Dolphins. Yeah. They are making some noise of late, and I like it. I like to see uh, the progression that is happening. I think Co- Coach Flores has got a very good handle on his team. I think this team is going to be another very good team. I just don't know how it's going to look with Tua. Like, I just need to see – if Tua takes the steps to progress into a franchise QB, I definitely think he can still do that. I just need to see the progression steps towards that. So 
for me, man, they introduced uh, Tua last year, and the biggest thing that he was saying was he's not used to not having the level of separation from college to the NFL. He wasn't used to, like, our receivers didn't get separation. Devontae Parker and Preston Williams are contested catch players. So what we do, we went out and we signed Will Fuller. And then we went and got us a Jalen Waddle in the draft. Okay. Some that's elite great. separators. Some elite separators, some speed guys, some burners. Now I need to see what you got. Mm-hmm. Tua, you, you were asking for it. Now I need to see what you got. We have one of the better defenses in the league. I would say definitely top half, maybe top third defenses in the league. Uh, you're going to have the tools around you. The Sounds like you're speaking directly biggest, to Tua. Yeah, I am, bro. Tua, this is for you're you, like man. You're like willing him so, <laughs> to be great. Now, I'm just Tua, gonna, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> Justin is your biggest fan, okay? He hey, needs I'm, you in I'm his life. For I need the Dolphins in my life, bro. I need a little bit of... I need to root for something. Yeah, um, get, get you one of them Super Bowl rings, Justin. But feels good, man. I am going to label them as fantasy chumps. Ooh. All that being said, ooh, be the, now. Hear me out. All right, the biggest winner of the offseason and NFL draft by far is Miles Gaskin. That is a six-round running back from last year that just survived another season. And I believe the only reason he survived in the season is because Denver traded up and went and got Javante Williams in the second round. I agree. Okay. I think the Dolphins were taking Javante Williams if he was still there. Not worried about Malcolm Brown. (laughs) Savon Ahmed is there. He's a good running back. No, the the depth behind uh, Malcolm, or sorry, the depth behind Miles Gaskin is uh, laughable. Yes. Now, Not, not afraid of those guys. This team. The only reason I'm going to say that it is a chump is because I have not seen the proper progression steps from Tua. And, yes, we got him some playmakers, but how is he going to gel with the playmakers? I'm really happy that he has a, actually has an offseason to do this, but he's been practicing a lot of these offseasons with a Jakeem Grant, uh, you know, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, all these other guys, like low-name guys. That I don't know what he's going to do with a Will Fuller, uh, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosecki's there. There's a lot of pieces here, and I don't think he can actually support it for fantasy. I think you might have a guy, and if that is a guy, it might be Miles Gaskin might be the guy. Um, there might be a sneaky play there at tight end for my for Gasecki, but we also drafted Hunter Long in the fourth round this year. So I don't understand. I don't know, and I'm going to leave him with Chuck because I don't think he can support fantasy output week in, week out for a guy that you're like, okay, this is my locked and loaded wide receiver one, wide receiver two, whatever it is, you know? I'm actually going to disagree with you, man. And it's kind of funny that you are – no, no, it's not funny. It's it's a very mature thing for you to say that they're a chump because you're not, you know, you're not letting your fan bi- fandom bias control trying you. Trying to break down some football, situation. bro. Hey, man, and I <laughs> applaud you for that. Uh, I'm going to label them a champ uh, simply because – I believe in the talent of Jalen Waddell and Will Fuller and Miles Gaskin. And I think that those three players can produce. Now, I agree wholeheartedly that this whole thing depends on Tua. If Tua is bad, then I'll be eating my words. If he's good, this offense could be scary good. And oh, that yeah, defense sure. is really good. That defense is, is is like you said, probably top third in the league. I will say that. Can Tua deliver okay he did it in college 
He did it with elite separators. He has chemistry with Jalen Waddle. Maybe he develops it with that's, that's Will the thing Fuller I'm too. Most excited about. He's got they 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 the coaching staff and the front office eliminated all excuses for Tua. You know, last year he said, you know, I'm not used to receivers not having separation. The front office is like, all right, man, I'm getting guys that you want or that you've played with that are elite separators, and I'm gonna it, it, now the ball is in your court, Tua. So now I'm speaking directly to Tua. <laughs> Go get him, man, because if he doesn't, they will probably be looking for a quarterback next year. Now, as far as fantasy options go, I think, I mean, you saw it last year. Miles Gaskin was an every week play because the running back position gets injured a lot, like throughout the league. So he was a really good option for a lot of teams. And to pick him up, you know, off the way, some people were getting off the waiver wire, you know, he didn't really start the season very strong. So like, Miles Gaskin could be really good all season long if he can stay healthy. And the fact that they have all those receivers on this offense, you're talking about Jalen Waddell and Devontae Parker and Will Fuller. Now if you have all three of those on the field at the same time, now you're stretching out the defense. You're giving Miles Gaskin more running lanes to run through. He's a smaller guy. He needs that space. I think the offense is set up to be very successful. It all depends on Tua but I'm going to put my chips on Tua because I've seen him do it. I saw him do it at Alabama when he had the talent and he had the right system around him that played to his strengths. He was successful. I did hear a tidbit from the Miami coaching staff or a beat reporter from the Miami area that said that the offense that they're running now, that they're installing this year is much different than it was last year. Yeah, and I we think got that has offensive a, coordinators. I think that has a lot to do with the fact they don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick anymore. They're not going into the season with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the starter. They're catering to Tua's strengths, and I think that's going to really help him. I'm optimistic. I'm not going to say Tua is going to be a top 15 quarterback yet, but I'm confident in his other options that can help you win. Oh, for I sure. think they might start off slow, but championships are won in the second half of the year. Oh yeah, for sure. So let's let let's see it happen. Man. For sure. And the only other question I have besides uh, whether two can make it or not is the hamstrings of Will Fuller. I'm just hoping that he can make it. I'm hoping there's a little something something down in uh, Miami that he can stay healthy. <laughs> a little something something. A little something something. Man. Hopefully it's not on the NFL no. uh, banned. No, we do it. List. We do it right down in Miami, man. We don't we don't ban them. Oh, okay. <laughs> do it right down in Miami. Uh, yeah, except play football. <laughs> Hopefully we can start. Um, all right, guys, we are going to go into the champs of the AFC East, and that is the Buffalo Bills. Derek, give me a little breakdown, man, of how you feeling about the Buffalo Bills this year. Well, Buffalo, 13-3 and last year. Josh Allen took the world by storm, man. Like, they were a pass-happy team last year. Very pass-happy. Uh, you know, you just look at their – all right, the Bills were 11th in pass attempts, second in passing yards. This was an elite offense. Right now, rushing the ball maybe not so much because the running backs didn't do anything. Josh Allen is that is the running back one for this team, and it's sad to see because running back one, running back two, yeah, running back three. I mean, statistically, okay, he was the third leading rusher on the team, but he had 102 carries, and the second leading rusher, Zach Moss, had 112. So he only had 10 less carries than the second leading rusher. But he had the most touchdowns on the team with eight. So, I mean, 
as far as a running back from this team, you're not going to find one that's fantasy relevant. I'm sorry. For all you Zach Moss and Devin Singletary truthers out there, it's not going to happen. They didn't add they, I mean, they added Matt Breida, but he's been a guy that hasn't really done much of anything except in small spurts here and there with the 49ers, but he didn't do anything in Miami. He's not going to do anything in Buffalo. I just think the running game for this team is not what you want for fantasy. Now, without all that being said, I still think they're a champ because you can draft pretty much any of their wide receivers and be happy with them. I think that Stephon Diggs, you take him in the in the second round, easily going to be a top 12 wide receiver. PPR, he's you can, locked and loaded. You, I mean, depending on what happens to Aaron Rodgers, he could be the wide receiver too. Like, arguably. Yeah. Yeah, because Devontae Adams could fall a little bit. Yeah. But, and then you look at their other options. You know, you take Gabe Davis late. He could be a sneaky play during the season. Emmanuel Sanders could provide a few streaming options, especially in games that are projected to be shootouts. They don't have a tight end to speak of, but that's fine because they run a lot of four wide receiver sets. So they don't really need to have a tight end on their roster. I mean, Dawson Knox is okay, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to produce for you. My main thing is, the quarterback, Josh Allen, the wide receiver core, I'm going to get a lot of value out of those guys. I traded for Josh Allen last year, and it was probably one of the better moves I've made in my fantasy career. It brought me, it helped me get to a championship. Now, I didn't win it, but hey, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm going to label him a champ, and uh, you know, I'm going to draft those receivers everywhere. I mean, anytime you have a quarterback that's thrown for 40 touchdowns in a season, you're going to have fantasy production all over the place. You're going to have a, you know, just some studs. And I don't think that's going anywhere. They brought in Emmanuel Sanders, like you said, Derek. That's going to help them replace the John Brown. But I think Emmanuel Sanders is a little healthier than John oh, for Brown. Sure. For Stay sure. on the field. I was actually really excited about Gabe Davis because I didn't think they were going to actually bring anybody in. So Emmanuel Sanders hits them a little bit. I don't think it hits them a whole lot, uh, but I think they're going to both be that, you know, maybe streamer flex depending on the situation of the game, uh, situation of the scenario each week. But, I mean, you had a quarterback throw for over 4,500 yards, over 4,600 yards, only turned over – the ball 11 times. Yeah, the second rank offense. I, I, I just don't see this going anywhere. I don't won't touch the running backs of this team. I don't think that this I, – I don't want any part of them. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, I did that last year, and I hated myself every single minute. Any offense that will give you a top three quarterback, a top five wide receiver, and you know maybe a top – 30 wide receiver two on the team that's a that's a team you want to yeah. invest in I, I mean, mean you were even investing in cole beasley out of the slot last year 100 uh, so i i definitely as think, a flex option yes yeah. so yes, give uh, me definitely cole champ beasley I, I definitely like uh what they're doing over there in buffalo there were games Josh last Howell's year beast there were games last year where the first 20 plays of the game were all pass plays yeah because they don't have any running backs that like, are worth like john like if you have josh allen in your fantasy league and he opens a game with 20 pass attempts, gets you two touchdowns the ball. In the first half, you're like, hell yeah, I got 18 points in the first half. Let's go. <laughs> For sure. I just, I, I love this. T- I love, uh, they didn't make any moves that changed for me, my opinion of them. Like they just got healthier at receiver. That's it. Their offenses, I think, I feel like it's going to repeat. They're going to be just as good as they were last year. All right, guys, we're going to move on to the West Coast. 
going over to Mile High Stadium and talk about a little bit about the Denver Broncos. All right, the Patrick Sertan was their very first pick of the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. They had a quarterback sitting there in Justin Fields at the number nine pick, Didn't and they love, decided did not love this selection of Sertan. to take Pat Sertan the second. And not saying anything about Pastor Tan, I think he's going to be a hell of a DB. I think he's going to be very, very good in the NFL, especially on a defensive secondary of the Denver Broncos that's already solid. I think he's just going to make them even stronger. Denver Broncos, you had came out and said you had to dumb down the playbook for your quarterback in Drew Locke. And apparently you really, really, really want this guy to succeed. Uh, and I hope he went into summer school. I hope that he decided that he was going to take some extracurricular classes, maybe get some extra credit, do whatever the heck he needs to do to learn how he's going to do it because if not, you got Teddy Bridgewater. And right now, fantasy-wise, I'm kind of hoping it is Teddy Bridgewater because he was able to support three top 25 wide receivers last year. Yep. Not one, not two, but three. I don't even think Drew Locke had one. I don't think he had a top 25 nothing on his team. He had almost 25 interceptions. That's about it. They led the NFL in turnovers with 32. Yeah, and 23 interceptions. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. We, now, love, we love that for fantasy, right? There, You could tell in the sound of my voice that I definitely believe that these guys are going to be chumps for fantasy football. Reason being, A, I love the signing of Javante Williams, but I love it for next year when Melvin Gordon is gone. This year he's on his last contract, and unless he gets traded, it's going to be a split timeshare. Don't love it behind a Drew Locke-led offense. Uh, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, they all get really excited when you hear those names. They got a lot of speed, a lot of uh, skill, and then you got Drew Locke throwing on the ball. Uh, Jerry Judy and Drew Locke did not look at all good. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be able to move the ball down the field the way that we're expecting. I, I just I don't like any part of Denver Bronco right now. Uh, if it is Teddy Bridgewater, I'm going to like him a little bit more. I, I just think that there's too much going on for not a very good supporting cast with a – or not a very good leader with a very good supporting cast. Let's put it that way. I disagree. Okay. And I my basis for this argument is going to be that I don't believe Drew Locke is the starter. I believe that they traded for Teddy Bridgewater, and he's going to start week one. Now, you did say that if Teddy Bridgewater was the starter, you would like this offense more. Oh, 100%. So I'm just going to throw it back to you. If Teddy, if you, if Drew Locke's not even on this team and, and Teddy Bridgewater is starting, are they a chump or champ? If Teddy Bridgewater is starting, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to label them a champ because I think he can support at least two top 25 guys. I think that you're going to be able to have that. But I think that there is a reason why they didn't take Justin Fields. And I think that they are wanting Drew Locke to succeed way too much more. They have way too much faith in him as a coaching staff. And I, I, I really do think it's going to be Drew Locke starting. And I think Teddy Bridgewater was just an assurance piece. Well, I, I will admit that there's a good possi- good chance that you're right and that they actually want 
Drew Locke to succeed. But I think they're going to find out very quick that Teddy Bridgewater is better. And here's here's another thing, too. The, the, you don't take Patrick Sertan in the first round and bypass Justin Fields if Drew Locke's your starting quarterback. I think that they're they're planning to start Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, but Teddy I think Bridgewater's not a franchise quarterback. No, he's not. We've been but there, he's, done that. He's a guy that can win them more games than Drew Locke. You think they're going to mess around and have Drew Locke the quarterback the whole year? Yes. Man. Yes. Not, then this organization is a dumpster fire. I, I really think that they really want Drew Locke to succeed. Like, I think that they're going to give him every opportunity this year, and if they don't find it, they're going to regret, one, regret not taking Justin Fields at nine when he fell in your lap. And then, two, they're going to be looking for another quarterback next year. Yeah, I mean, listen, there, there, there are a bunch of rumors going around that they want Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, I really don't think that's going to happen. There's, there's probably next to – it's probably like a 1% or 2% chance that actually happens. But I'm still staying firm that I think they're going to – that Teddy Bridgewater is going to start. I think that they've – They've talked about how this is going to be a camp battle between the two, and I don't think Drew Locke is in the same stratosphere as Teddy Bridgewater as far as an NFL quarterback. So that's how I'm operating when I label them as a champ because I think that the supporting cast, like you said, is really good. You have Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. They still have... um, they got the really they got a really good defense, so and they added to the offensive line as well. So they have improved their team overall. The only thing they don't have is a quarterback. That's an elite quarterback. But the I think that part. Teddy Bridgewater can can support pieces of this offense. We saw it with Carolina last year. He supported three top twenty five wide receivers. That's really good for fantasy. You could have started any of those receivers last year, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. You could have started any of them any week as a flex option. And you know DJ Moore was started as a as a you know a top end wide receiver as well. So I think that with Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, all, all those guys, I think could be very relevant for fantasy. I just don't have faith in. The you don't have faith staff. in Drew Locke. I don't have faith in the coaching staff. I think that there's they're not going to have a choice. Drew Locke is I that think, bad where they're going to have to take him off the field. We'll see. You don't improve that defense like they did in the first round. To lose games, they're not going to mess around with Drew Locke. If he come, if he looks bad in training camp, Teddy Bridgewater is your starter. That's it. I That's think the problem. That, he's going to look good in training camp. He's going to get the job, and then he's going to look really bad on the NFL field. Do you have confidence that he's going to look good in training camp against I, the the ones of their defense? I think it's different than I think. Well, I think the ones on their defense is going to make Teddy Bridgewater look bad. I mean, I think, I think their defense is that good. I think their secondary is that good. I think okay, they have so a very let's top just, let's, tier let's, let's say this. defense. Drew Locke versus Teddy Bridgewater, both even playing field. Who wins a camp battle? I just don't think it's an even playing field. That's where I'm getting at. I just don't think it is. I don't buy this coach speak. Because if we are, then Travis ET, uh, yeah, ETN is a third down back. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just I, I don't it's believe it's hard to believe the hype that it's an even playing field because I really do think that they want these this guy to succeed. And I don't think he can. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just not confident. I just think it's gonna be Teddy Bridgewater and this this well, offense. Listen, this offense is not gonna be Kansas City or or Tampa Bay or 
Buffalo or, you know, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's not going to be that level, but the pieces can be good. And you're going to get them all at a value, too, you know, in draft season, especially if it's an actual camp battle going into draft season. People are going to be like, man, Drew Locke's a starter. I don't want these guys. And then when they come out week one and say, oh, Teddy Bridgewater's a starter, I'm going to have Cortland Sutton at a huge discount, and I'm going to be laughing all the way to the bank as I crush people early in the season. It's going to be great. All right, we'll see, man. All right, guys, we're going to talk about a guy who took the lead glass storm, and he is the quarterback on the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert. Dude, rookie of the year, hands down a great player. I think that the Chargers found themselves a gem. I think they did a great job in free agency and the draft to figure out how to help him even more. Yeah. All right. They got themselves an all pro center, Corey Lindsley. That was probably the biggest acquisition for this team. Yes. Was getting a guy who can help Justin Herbert run the show. Absolutely. They went out and got them an offensive tackle in the draft in the first round, Rashawn Slater out of UNC. Uh, got them a cornerback, Asante Samuel Jr. Got them a wide receiver, a tight end. They signed them Jared Cook, a veteran tight end, which could be a sneaky play this year. You know, Hunter Henry was was a decent tight end. You know, got you some nice fantasy production last year. And I think Jared Cook can understand how to gel with a guy as long as he's been in the league. I think he can pretty much gel with anybody and learn how his Justin Herbert's strengths. I think that this team is in for a great fantasy production year, man. I definitely have them labeled as a champ. Derek, tell me how you feel about them, man. You're not going to get much disagreement from me on this one. I believe they're a champ as well. Now, they don't really have a wide receiver two on the team that I'm excited about. I'm, I think Jared Cook could be a top 20 guy, but I don't think he's a top 15 guy. I'm more interested in the fact that the, that – Austin Eckler did not get a, you know, they didn't draft anybody of note that could take away work from him. We saw last year Joshua Kelly was just ugh, rough, garbage. So I think Austin Eckler's workload is intact. I think Justin Herbert can continue to build on that season he had last year. If Keenan Allen can stay healthy, he's going to be another. I see him having a dominant year. And this offense could be really good. They have a really good defense. They could score a lot of points. They're going to be in good situations. So I have not labeled as a champ. I think that you can take Herbert as like, you know, a streaming quarterback for this year. I don't think he's going to be a guy you can play every single week, no matter the matchup. But I do think that he could provide you some good streaming opportunities. And then Keenan Allen is just going to be a target monster. Like, he just... Justin Herbert locks onto this guy. And I think that with losing Hunter Henry, it's just going to increase that even more. And Austin Eckler getting, you know, passes out of the backfield and stuff like that. So I'm going to have him as a champ. I think this is good offense, man. Really good offense. I think this is going to be a great offense. I think Justin Herbert has got a very good head on his shoulders and a very good football player. The only thing that scares me is the coaching change. Mm-hmm. The higher Brandon Staley. Uh, I I don't know how much I agree with it. Defensive-minded head coach. I really hope that they don't, you know, change up what they were doing way too much. I think what they got works. I think he should just run with that. Uh, that is the only thing that kind of really scares me. Uh, do you have any input on how you feel about the coaching changes for a year or two 
guy who just blew up last year in his rookie year? Well, I think um, now a, a, a quarterback coming into his second year with a coaching change probably isn't that is is, is not a good thing. I'll say that uh, they do they did lose their offensive coordinator. Anthony Lynn moved on to time will tell. We'll see if if uh, if Justin Herbert can build on the team uh, on his performance from last year. It's really going to depend on the system that he's in. Are they? I mean, it seems like right now that they're making the right decisions. That they're surrounding him with the right players. They beefed up his offensive line. They they still have elite weapons on that team as far as running backs and receivers. Now losing Hunter Henry kind of hurts a little bit because I think that. I'm not a big fan of Jared Cook. I'll just say it. I'll just come out and say it. Like I just don't like him. You know, we'll see. I I, I still have him as a champ, but I hope that this uh, this coaching staff continues to make the right decisions because so far so good. They've they've done the right things. All right, guys, we are now going to take a little trip down to Sin City. Talk about the Las Vegas. Are we Raiders. going to Vegas, dude? We're going to Vegas, baby. Dude, I didn't know we were going to Vegas. And I'm going to put all my chips on somebody else in the Raiders because <laughs> what they did this off season. Has definitely got me labeled them a chump. I do not like what they did. They brought in, they had Josh Jacobs and they brought in Kenyon Drake and gave him a decent amount of money, man. Two years, 11 mil. You know, they brought in John Brown. They brought in Willie Sneed. They brought in a lot of people to cover up Henry Ruggs. You know, I, I, I was complaining that I was playing the fail drop too much, but they they deserve it. They deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. And then they go with the 17th pick and they stretch. They all the way out there. Just, and I'm gonna no uh, Alex Leatherwood. There you go. All right, I got that <laughs> out of my. I don't know where that one came from because he was projected to be a later round guy. Yes, and uh, I think that there was definitely at least three other offensive tackles that should have gone way before him. Absolutely. If not more. Uh, so I don't know what they did. I, I, they had a very, very, very big issue with their offensive line. And instead of fixing it, they said, here you go. You guys have all my offensive linemen. I mean, they, they let go of quality players and replace them with rookies. I I just, I, I don't get it. They brought back Richie incognito though. That's sweet. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here, man? Dude, I, I don't know. I um, The only part of this offense that I want is Darren Waller. That's it. It's the only piece of this offense that I want. They're, and they're, you know I, what? I don't the want only reason why you want them is because tight ends suck. Yes. Like, the position as he's, a whole for fantasy is rough. There's three top tight ends, and he's one of them. And that's, yep. you know... And I, I just like we just talked about how Buffalo got healthier receiver. You know how they got healthier receiver? They cut John Brown. Yeah. So then he signs with the Raiders, and I'm supposed to like this? Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry, I don't like this. They didn't add a receiver that's going to be an impact player. They don't know. How, they don't know how to use Henry Ruggs for some reason. He's a good player, but they don't know how to use him. And they also drafted Brian Edwards in 2020, and yeah. they're still they're not using him. Like it, it, this. I don't like the play calling. I don't like what they did. Listen, and now I, like, I can't I like even, John Gruden. I can't even use Josh Jacobs now. Not no. consistently. I'm not happy if he's my he was getting drafted in the first round last year. Now it's like, okay, I don't even like him being my RB two. Yeah. 
Because yeah. I don't know how Kenyon Drake is going to be utilizing this role. And for the money he was given, they're probably going to use him a decent amount. That's and that's the big thing too. Like people are are you know you see that they that they signed Kenyon Drake. You have to look at the contract, man. Follow the money. They paid him a lot of money not to come in and be a change of pace backup. They're com- he's coming in to have a significant role he's in not, this offense. Yeah, he's not coming to be a high five guy. No, he's not going to give Josh Jacobs a breather for one or two plays per drive. He's coming in to actually be a part of this offense. And man, this kind of I mean, it's not as far as the New England Patriots are as far as running backs, but it's getting close. Yeah. It's getting close. They are doing everything that they can possibly do to not use Josh Jacobs. He was a first round running back. Or Henry Ruggs. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. But the crazy part is that this this offense was actually a top ten offense last year. Yeah. Which blows me away. Yep. It blows me away. And now they have made they made their situation worse to me. They have taken at a least, veteran offensive line. At least fantasy-wise. Yes. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll clarify. To me, they're a chump as well. Yes, they were a top-10 offense last year. I think they're going to regress big time. And I think that this is the year where Derek Carr starts to get the – start his seat starts to warm up a little bit. I think this is also the year that John Gruden's seat starts to warm up a little bit. Their general manager. Like, this team is not being run very well. This team is not – I mean, they totally botched the whole. I mean, it it wasn't hundred percent their fault, but the whole Antonio Brown situation. They could have had an elite weapon at wide receiver. It just didn't work out. Does that show like other free agents that maybe they don't want to come to Vegas? I mean, I don't know. Like Derek Carr is an okay quarterback, but that's just it. He's an okay quarterback. Like I don't think they're a Super Bowl winning team probably anytime in the near future. Oh no, for sure. And so, I, don't, I don't think they're a fantasy championship winning team either. No, they're not going to produce... They're not going to produce anybody besides Darren Waller. Darren Waller is the only guy. I, I'm not using Derek Carr. I'm not using... You can't stream Derek Carr. <laughs> I If if I have Josh Jacob as my RB2, I better have very, very good wide receivers. Like I better have taken wide receivers early. I've got a very strong cast, and I just need somebody to fill in for an RB2. The, only, like the only way I'd be okay with Josh Jacob as my RB2 is if I took if I had a top three pick in redraft. So if I had CMC, Camara, Barkley, if I had one of those guys, right? And then my second running back is Josh Jacobs. I mean, I still don't like it, but I'm o- I'm okay with it. Yeah. But man, I'm not touching Kenyon Drake. I'm not touching any of their wide receivers. I'm only gonna be taking yeah. Darren Waller, but even then, I, I'm gonna expect some regression. Yeah. Absolutely. And, we, dude, we just saw a ranking where dude had, like, Kenyon Drake in his top ten. I've seen that, and that is blasphemy. What What are, you, what are we doing? Is this Listen, what we're there doing are some now? people that should not be making rankings, and it, it is what know. it is. There are people out there who are believing that Kenyon Drake – they're believing the coach speak that, that Kenyon Drake's going to be used all over the field and he's going to be a, a top fantasy option. And this backfield is going to be very unpredictable. You're not going to know who to play each week. It's going to be super frustrating. I don't want any part of it. The only player that I want any part of, like we've said numerous times, is Darren Waller. He's the only player because he's going to get 15 targets a game. Absolutely, you know what, man. You, know, you say a lot about Derek Carr, but he's an efficient quarterback. He's just not an elite talent at the position. Yeah, but not nothing that I'm willing to – Invest in. Invest in. And uh, after last year's fiasco where he got me negative points in a game, <laughs> year, I'm never touching Derek Carr again. 
in my life. That's that's fair. That's not, a, that's not a, doing it. That's a fair you punishment me, by you, Justin. You got me messed up. Yeah. Sorry. You can drive your car and go away. All right. So let's talk about some good fantasy options, we gonna, okay? Can we talk about some good stuff? Yes. Yeah, so Be let's, kind to me. Let's right, finish man. off the episode with some so good Let's talk news. about the Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs, the we AFC champions. Sorry, I had to throw this they in got there. Ask it. Oh, I have to, man. I'm a Bucks fan. You have to. Okay, thank you, Stephen A., for uh, chiming. They got ask it. Yes, they did. Okay, I have to throw this in there because they definitely got that ass kicked. Okay, excuse my language. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I'm going to let you know what they did, though. You know, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, he decided that he was going to get a lot of cardio in, or at least the coach, uh, Andy Reid, thought he was going to get a lot of cardio in that day. I don't think he was doing enough in practice. I think they were telling him that you need to run. He was like, no, coach, I don't like running. And he was like, oh, you're going to run. Oh, you're going to run five, almost 500 yards away from the defense's guys chasing you in the Super Bowl. And uh, he's like, coach, I learned my lesson. I need some offensive linemen. And that's exactly what they went out and did, man. They got them a whole new offensive line, spent a lot of money, got them some very good players. Got uh, Joe Tunney as a guard. They traded for Orlando Brown. Gave it their first-round pick, man. Um, I like what they did in the offensive line. I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to be a little bit more comfortable back there. They've given him a nice force field bubble to protect him. They have to protect the the, the huge investment they made in this quarterback. Nope. And rightfully so. I mean, he deserves it. He was uh, He's a former MVP. He's been in the Super Bowl the last two years. Great player. Got to protect him. And that's the reason why they lost the game is they couldn't protect him last year. Absolutely, Couldn't man. Couldn't protect him in the Super Bowl. Now, as far as fantasy this year, obvious. I mean, I don't think there's any – There's who in their right mind is going to say they're a champ or a chump? As long as Patrick Mahomes is back there, bro, it's going to be a champ. Yeah. Champ like, they, have, they have a top-five quarterback, a top-five wide receiver, and a top-five tight end. And I'm probably being – I could be more generous with that. Right? I could say top three on all three of those. A top ten – or could be a top ten running back. Yeah. I think Clyde, Especially with the I offensive think line improvements Clyde they've made. is going to have a very good season this year. I think you're going to have a lot, of, a lot of people on this team that you can draft and be comfortable with, whether it be flex, whether it be a wide receiver two, a tight end one, uh, wide receiver one, quarterback one, whatever. You know, I think that you're going to have a lot of choices in this team. And I think there's going to be some sleepers. I think that you're going to have – a lot of champs. How do you feel about uh, Mikael Hardman? Okay, so Mikael Hardman's interesting because I think that he can be very good. Because there's no Sammy Watkins. I know, and that's why I'm saying I think he can be very good. I just have to see how he's utilized. If he's utilized like Sammy Watkins was, then I think he'd be very good. Mm. If, he's utilize, if he stays in the same role he was, it's going to be hit or miss. I think it's going to be that those bomb touchdowns or nothing, you know. But I think if he forms into that Sammy Watkins role where it's more of a possession-type receiver and Tyreek Hills is a field stretcher like he always is, then I think that you got you got something there. Yeah, I and, mean, and they brought back Demarcus Robinson. I mean, he's not a guy that you're probably going to rely on. But with injuries, you could. That's the thing about this offense is that if you can pinpoint the top three targets and start them on a weekly basis, you're going to be super excited. And if that ends up being like, let's say, you know, I, I don't want to project injury, but, you know, if, if a player does go down, you know, Demarcus Robinson is a capable guy. 
Miko Harmon's a capable guy. They have a lot of they don't they don't have a ton of depth on this team, but they have guys that can step into that role. If 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 that makes any sense. Yeah, man. Obviously, this team is a beast. Number one in passing. Uh, they were only number sixteen in yards for rushing. They were number twenty three in attempts. You know, they obviously want to rush or pass a lot more than they want to rush. Well, yeah, if you uh, had Patrick Mahomes, I'd throw it every day. Absolutely. But with that being said, I still think that Clyde has a very good season this year. I think you have a lot of superstar players. I think, I think we're good, man. I think, I think we beat that one over the head. Yeah, and this is a pretty easy one, man. Draft Kansas City Chief players. I wouldn't, over, I wouldn't reach for Clyde. I mean, I like Clyde. Very I, comfortable I, RB2. Yeah, very comfortable. Yeah, I'd be I'd be optimistic with that. I think he gets enough passing work to be a top twenty four running back. With the offensive line improved, I think they could run the ball more efficiently. Do they want to run the ball? That's the other thing. So I don't want him as my RB one, but if I can get him as my RB two, I'd be happy. Oh, absolutely. All right, guys, that's going to be it for us today. Join us next week for the NFC edition. We're jumping into the NFC, Justin. The NFC chump or champ episodes. We're probably going to start with. We're going to start with the East and West, finish up with the North and South. Thank you all for listening. Please follow both of us on Twitter at pigskin underscore Jay Gonzo and at pigskin underscore D rock. Also follow the show at pigskin champ. We thank you all for listening. I appreciate your support. Join us next week for another pigskin champs fantasy football podcast episode. Derek. What? Why'd the phone need glasses? Why? Because it lost all its contacts. (laughs) See you. See you guys.